Is that Wayne's World? That's Wayne's World, baby. <laughs> what are we doing already? What are we doing? We're in the Monday show, where we always are. <laughs> Crazy. You mean Probably this Monday show is going to go out? It will. It will go out this time. Well, we'll see how you <laughs> act. Are you sure? But... <laughs> Don't count your eggs before they chicken or something. If if uh, if, uh, if a child breaks in here and just starts yelling randomly, it might not go out. But yeah, it's uh, it's gonna go out. But we're but we're we're talking soul. Hmm. We're talking the other big blockbuster that came out on Christmas Day on Disney Plus tonight or today or this morning, whenever you're listening. Who knows? And uh, Soul, of course, coming out, like I said, Christmas Day, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'm going to look up the budget because I forgot to do that. $150 million. $150 million? Yeah, I'm just wow. looking it up here. I mean, I'm going off of Wikipedia. That's $50 million less than Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, $150 million for the budget. $150 million. I'm not really sure what it made since it, I think it was just exclusively on Disney Plus, right? I was going to say, was this one released in theaters? I don't think so. It was I think it's exclusive to Disney Plus. Okay, that makes sense. If we're wrong, tell us. We will apologize and then be like who gives a shit. Yeah. But uh Rotten Tomatoes has this at 97%. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, look out, Troy. IMDb. I'm here in studio this week. Wow, 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 wow. IMDb, 8.2 out of 10. Metacritic, 85. Don't have another one. Another Man. One. So that, that's going to be Troy's thing. I just forget to get. <laughs> that's other, high regards. Very high regards. Much high, like, A completely different picture of what we saw from Wonder Woman. Completely. This, this past uh, Thursday. So, uh, but yeah, here we go. Soul. Wow. Uh, I think maybe uh, since you took the reins on uh, Wonder Woman, I'll take the reins on Soul. Fair enough. Is there, or no, wait, no, you. I did Wonder Woman. You do Soul this time. Fair enough. <laughs> fair so enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Soul. We we meet a uh, middle school, which hit home to me. Yeah. Uh, middle school band director, um, Joe Gardner. And he's, you know, struggling with his middle school students, which most middle school teachers do. Um, and he eventually winds his way into getting a gig with, uh, is it Dorothea Williams? I think so. A very pronounced, well-known um, singer for these little, like, lounge acts in the area. He feels mm-hmm. like he finally has his gig and he's going to finally make it what he's been working for his whole life, getting this spot in this band, because he loves music. And after he gets the okay from Dorothea to join her little gig and make his shot, he falls down a sewer drain and dies. And dies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's so happy, he's not paying any attention. He avoids lots of mishaps, but he eventually falls down the sewer drain and dies. And finds his soul... So the title of the movie. The title of the movie. On this uh, conveyor belt leading to this bright white light known as the Great Beyond. Yeah. Um, he decides that he definitely does not want that for his soul. So his soul runs away from the Great Beyond 
And that's where we fall into the plot of the movie where he discovers that there's this whole, like, waiting afterlife thing yeah. for your soul. It's where, yeah, where a soul go, where when a soul is first born, it is in what's called the great before. Is it really? Do they say that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. It's called the great before where uh, your soul uh, kind of takes on the attributes that kind of make who you are who you are okay. until you are given that that final spark that makes you the person you're meant to be where you finally go to earth and are born into right. a person yes um and there he be, kind of becomes a mentor to someone who might be a little difficult and then uh then the story kind of progresses from there yeah yeah, thank you for taking the reins on that one. You are. Hey, I, I, I was. I was there, but uh, I was here. I was here to lift you up. I. I need that person to lift me up. You lift me up when I'm down on my soul. Sure, I don't know. I got nothing. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um. Anyway, Pixar. Pixar. Pixar going always goes. I always find a way to take. Uh, like. It's a children's film, but then, like, go, I don't know, very deep with it. Like, I know, I always, uh, I was doing, like, a, like a review earlier about, uh, about this, and the director for this, Pete Doctor, he always does, like, the Pixar movies that are always very, very deep. Did like he do Inside Out? He did Inside Out. <laughs> That's... He did Up. Okay. He did, um, oh, he did one other one, too, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, like those two alone yeah. and this one. If it's if it's a Pixar movie where it's like, wow, that why they did not have to go that deep with a children's movie. It was usually directed by Pete Doctor. Okay. All right. <laughs> I get it. And this is definitely this is definitely one of those movies too. Oh, it's deep. Yeah. It's super deep. Super deep. Uh, super, not super deep, deep enough though, and here's what I love, not deep enough for kids to enjoy it. Yeah. Because we watched it on Oh gosh, I don't know. One night after Christmas, yeah. Um, and I think my kids have watched it three times now. Mm. And right before we came down to do the podcast tonight, they were quite, it was on again when I was leaving. <laughs> so they are huge fans, nice. and I enjoy it. Like yeah. it's interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so one thing that caught me off guard right away, and I know I'm gonna get. Freaking heat on this on Twitter. Uh, so Sam, just throw it, it at me, Sam. Bring it on. But uh, pretty much like an all African-American cast. Mostly. Right? I mean, like as far as the characters go. Yeah. I know. Uh, like the physical characters. Yeah. Now the, 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 the voice acting is different. Yeah. But the well, physical I know, characters. I know Tina Fey is the voice of uh, number 22. I got right. a lot of... I think a lot of the characters in, uh, I think a lot of the characters in um, uh, the Great Before, I think, are like New Zealand actors. Really? Yeah. Like, well, in New Zealand or English, like I know Graham Norton is a is a voice there. Um, oh, what's his name? Or Richard Aote, and then he's from the IT crowd. He was in. He's in there. Interesting. I think, I I think it's mostly English. I think mostly English uh, 
The Jerry's and Terry's. The Jerry's and Terry's, yes. They're I think they're mostly English, but okay. uh, but yeah, no, I was a big fan that they uh took they had like African American lead in this, and then even like made it to where like you're even seeing like an African American experience, too. right? Like it's not less like here's a black guy and he's dead. But, uh, so we're not going to really show what his life's like. They, they do have a moment in there where they do show kind of what a day in the life for him is like. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, yeah, it just kind of caught me off guard because mm-hmm. I can't remember the last, like, animated movie that I watched that was pretty much primarily Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Disney, not the, not well known for their, uh... <laughs> no. Their, um, uh... Uh, racial sensitivity. <laughs> you could say that twice <laughs> or three times. Um, yeah. So, I mean, starting off, I, I didn't know what to expect from this. Yeah. I know that, like, I know I've heard you guys talk. McDonald's did some weird, like, Happy Meal thing, like, earlier in the year with uh, it. And Troy did because uh, <laughs> yes. uh, Mace of the Max has been looking forward to this movie for about six months now. So funny. <laughs> I think he said he's watched it. Well, we'll read his review in a little we'll, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so going in, I had no clue what to expect. Yeah. Um, not, a, not a single clue at all. I was really looking forward to it because it felt like, it felt like, I don't know what, uh, what kind of premise they were taking it on, but it definitely gave me the feeling of, of Inside Out, which is probably my favorite Pixar Disney movie. So, fun fact. Yeah. I've still never seen Inside Out the whole way through. Really? Now, I've seen it. Yeah. In fact, uh, before I left and they were watching Soul, my kids, we had just f- watched Inside Out, but I still, I took a shower. I did not see the ending. Yeah. I've only seen like the first 30 minutes of Inside Out about yeah. 17 times. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. I want to watch the whole thing. Okay. I just haven't yet. Um, but I kind of expected what I know of Inside Out to be in Soul. Yeah. That's kind of what I did too. Like I... I like I said I I came into this being like this is gonna be kind of like the the spiritual predecessor to Soul or the spiritual predecessor to Inside Out, like where um, Inside Out was going to be the uh, like uh, like what it's like to go to 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 become an adult. This is gonna would be what it's like to be. An adult that's like looking at their mortality, yeah, so to say, or yep. even like an adult that's like kind of going through a midlife crisis, like trying to see like what what's their life, what what's their life really about, kind of thing. Sure, yeah, um, and interesting too that I mean, Soul, you can kind of get the idea from the the title of it. It's all about music. Yeah. Uh, like the central theme of it is all about music. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked that in the sense that, holy shit, I'm drunk. Sorry, <laughs> I had a thought process there, and it's gone. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say, like, the movie itself is about music, but I love that music is so prevalent throughout. Right. Yeah, it's not about music. Like, I, no. I, I just, I, yeah, like, I always feel like there is, music is done really well in this. Like, I feel... Just the way the music's played, it gives you a different tone. Like, I feel like there's way different music when you are in New York as opposed to when you are, uh, when you're in the great before. 
Sure. Like, it feels... Like, um, Molly is really into, uh, meditation and stuff like that. And there's, there's different kinds of, uh, like music you can listen to where it's not necessarily like, like music you'd listen to like for fun. It's like to kind of like put you in like a, like a mind, like a mindset for meditation. Like a purposeful music. Yeah. And she, she's said that like. The music they play when they're in the great before, it has that kind of feel to it. Like, it's that very, like, washes over you, makes you feel a certain way. Okay. While it's going on. I get that. Like, yeah. And, and I like that, though. Like, it's, y- it makes you know, not, without even, like, watching the movie, you know exactly where they are based on what music, what kind of music's being played. Sure. So, I mean, we can kind of dig into it, I guess. So, sure. Uh, Joe falls into the great before after he escapes the great beyond. Yeah. And um, he quickly discovers that he needs to pretty much take on a fake identity. Would you say that? Maybe, yeah. Like... In order to save... He immediately falls in the great before and wants to get back to Earth. Yeah. He doesn't want to be dead. Oh, well, yeah. Well, he just got the opportunity of a lifetime. Right. And, and With uh, Dorothea. Yeah. And um, now, now he's dead. So he is trying everything he can to get out of this great before, great beyond, and get back to yeah, Earth. Yeah, he just wants to, to be alive again, pretty much. And uh, in doing so, he falls into this whole, like, mentor program. <laughs> yeah. And becomes someone that he's not. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why they put would put souls, older souls, in the great before, is to kind of show these new souls what they could expect when they go to earth to kind of give them an idea of where they could fall into like, what's going to make them tick as a person kind of thing. Sure. Cause they have like, they have like a whole vault of like, here's everything that that earth will offer. You can even offer your own insights. Like there's like a way where you can show like your own memories and thoughts that they can see to try and like maybe pull from your own life, what to expect from earth to get what they call that spark to be like, that's the final piece of the puzzle that gives you your past to go to earth and be born or whatever. So he gets, uh, paired up after taking this identity of this mentor. It's supposed to be there, but he takes the mentor's identity. He gets paired up with 22. Yeah. Um, The most difficult soul ever voiced by Tina Fey. Yeah. Which I had no idea until like an hour before I came here. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she does a really good job of just income. I think everyone to, like Jamie Foxx voices fucking Joe Gardner. Yeah. Does not sound like Joe Jamie Foxx. Not at all. Especially not 2020 Jamie Foxx. But I love that though. It's like, because I, I feel like a lot of, uh, like a lot of uh, animation studios do this where they just cast celebrities to do voices and it's just based on the fact that it's like, you know, this celebrity, but it's like, but I don't care. Like, I want, I want someone that can sell emotion through their voice. Like, right. it's, like I don't think a lot of studios get the idea that, like, it takes a special kind of person to really sell a character through their voice in animation. Like, it's another, it's one thing to act, it's another thing to voice act. Yeah, definitely. And like I've never I don't really remember Jamie Foxx being a voice actor before this, but he does a really good job as Joe Gardner in this. 
Yeah, I yeah. There's no way I could even told you I was Jamie Foxx if I wouldn't have known yeah. that it was Jamie Foxx. Um, but yeah, Joe Gardner gets paired up with 22, who is a very difficult, um, great before soul. Yeah, uh, that's been paired up with like Abe Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> People from years gone by. Oh my god, the Abe Lincoln bit in this fucking killed me. That was pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, hey, does it bother you're on the penny? Oh, no, it doesn't bother me. Well, Andrew Jackson, the 20, he's what? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, he gets paired up with 22 and they end up, um, going all through some different realms of this. They yeah. go to, uh, the lost souls. Yeah, it's like a weird, uh, they do like a weird cross living dead kind of place where like if you, if you put yourself in a certain mindset, you can get there as a living person. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. Because that's when he's playing the piano and very in that yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, that's where he goes. Then they go to the Lost Souls, which are people that are. Well, like Lost Souls travel through that part. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're in yeah. that area as yeah. well. Um, yeah. But uh, they end up getting to Earth. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they take different bodies once they're at Earth. Where Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the, uh, the big twist. I feel like it's... Like, Pixar does this weird twist where, like, when they really do a good job of keeping secret, like, what the story's about, it's always a weird body swap with an animal type thing because brave <laughs> brave did this like brave for the longest time really kept it secret that about what the real story was about and then it's like oh oh so the real story is the mom's a bear that's right you're <laughs> totally right like i feel pixar does this a lot like it like what the fuck is happening but like no but i i love what they do with this where so the whole thing is that they find a way to get to Earth, but he takes 22 with him, and then 22 takes over his body, and he takes over a therapy cat that is, <laughs> like, consoling him in the ICU of a hospital because he's in a coma. Pretty great. I love it. And, yeah, but I love it because, yeah, now, so now 22 is forced to live out life on Earth as Joe Gardner, and Joe is a cat that has to see... From a cat's perspective, what it's like to be a living person. Yeah. And and they, they walk the streets. They go and visit uh, Joe's mom. Yeah. They have to go to his barbershop because they fuck up his haircut. The barbershop scene is pretty great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you really dig into, like, uh, people's motives, people's life purposes. Like, yeah. it's so deep. That's what I like about it, though. Like... Okay, so the, the thing that I took the most from this movie watching it was I always felt like my parents kind of pushed me into college when I was younger. Oh, we're getting deep here. We're getting, well, the, the fucking movie's deep, motherfucker. Man. So, like, I know this movie's probably not about that, but this is what really kind of hit it home for me was, like, uh, when I got out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I was kind of pushed by my parents that, like, you have to go to college. If you don't go to college now, you'll never go to college. 
you got to just find something and go. And I kind of, that's what I kind of felt like seeing like 22 in this where like, like she's being pushed to be something. She doesn't know what she's just being pushed to be something. And then, uh, yeah, like it's, it, it, it's so refreshing to see this because when they get to the point where they go to uh, they go to Earth and she is like possessing Joe Gardner's body, which okay, it's weird that the two big blockbuster movies that came out on Christmas involved possessing a person's body. That's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> wow. This one not as much rape, but still <laughs> uh, less rapey. Less rapey, but uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so 22 is possessing Joe's body, and just through living as him, she's experiencing life in general, and I don't know, I just love the fact that, like, so when they do a whole thing where they, they end up going back to the great before, I love that it's like, she, now she's ready to go to Earth, and it just she doesn't really have a purpose, it's just that she knows that she wants to live. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Like I feel people too much put people put too much pressure on themselves to be like, I gotta live a life of purpose and work towards something. Where like I don't know, a lot of I think like a lot of life is just having it wash over you and then letting it kinda guide you to what you want your life to become. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it like I feel, especially for myself, I'm at my happiest when I'm not putting pressure on myself to be like, I got to do this. Sure. Or I got to become, I got to become something that makes this certain amount of money or do this thing that I, I don't know, like putting pressure on myself to like make something a career. I always feel like I put like, it kind of like makes me not like it as much. Whereas, like, watching 22 live out her life as Joe and just experiencing the things around her that, like, I don't know, like, like a, it's kind of fun to watch. Like, the faces in this I was really a fan of. Yeah. Like, that, uh, like that face of, like, experiencing something for the, fir- for the first time and just, like, taking your time to be like, oh, yeah, this is... I never really take the time to appreciate this. Yeah. I get that. And I don't know. I was, yeah. Coming off, especially like now where like I, I'm, I'm not working like necessarily working a dead end job, but it's like a job that it's like, it's not going to have much of a future to it and kind of getting that feeling like, well now I got, I have like, I have to find something right now. Like I have to find something before like I turn a certain age or whatever, but it's like, I don't know. I'm happy now. And I'm happy when I, I'm, I'm sure I'll find something, but like, if I don't find, if I don't find something in the next year or two, I'm not going to fucking like be like, Oh, I'm a fucking failure or whatever. Like, like, that's what I like about, like they kind of present that in this scenario. Like you don't have to jump into life being like, I have a plan. Okay, all right. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Whoa, we, whoa, whoa, we, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm going to back you up on that. So, uh, being as this relates to a middle school teacher, 
yeah. uh, which I went to college for. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a middle school teaching job for two years, fresh out of college, yeah. and then got let go. And then um, after that, I went and worked at a warehouse yeah. for six years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in the first couple of years working there, I was like, this is not the job for me. I'm meant yeah. to be a middle school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I would relentlessly search for middle school teaching jobs those first two years out of college or out of losing my teaching job. Mm-hmm. And then like around year three or year four of working at the warehouse, I just kind of accepted that like, you know what? I'm just going to let things happen as they happen. Yeah. Kind of like you were just saying. Yeah. Where like, you know what? Just let life take you where life takes you. And I got really happy at my job at the warehouse. And I was like, you know what? If I have to do this for the rest of my life, it's not a bad job. Yeah. And I'll just let life take me wherever it takes me. And then... Actually, it was when I was least expecting to find a teaching job, it just kind of fell in my lap. And earlier this year is when I was like, just looking, just happened to be looking and was like, oh, look at this. There's a teaching job out there. Like those first couple of years, I was looking so hard to find one. And then I decided, oh, I'll just let it happen if it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. And then it happened. And I'm super happy now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of agree with you on that, that yeah. like, you just kind of have to take life as it happens yeah, and accept it for what it is. Yeah. And that's when things become very like, uh, meaningful. Yeah. Where like you just, you see things differently mm-hmm. when you're not like nose to the grindstone trying yeah. to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing. <clears throat> um, but I think sometimes people get too caught up in the purpose of things. Yeah. yeah. When really it's just a enjoy what's in front of you. Yeah. Don't worry so much about the future. Worry about what is happening in the present day. And I think that's the whole basis behind this movie. Oh, yeah. No, I can see that for sure. Like, I I don't know. Like, all of the great before stuff, like like I said, like it kind of struck me as, like, what college, my like, my college experience was. Like, it was a lot of, like, Without even showing you what life is like, you have to go through all these processes to find out who you're going to be, and then we're going to send you out in the real world just based off of this, without really experiencing life in general, which is what I kind of felt like my college experience was. Like, I got to a point where I was like, just get me the fucking easiest degree you can get me (laughs) so I can get the fuck out of here. And like... I don't know. I I loved all of the symbolism in that. Even like, so like the 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 Terry's and Jerry's in this. Like, they're supposed to be uh all encompassing, like all knowledgeable beings, but they're two dimensional. Yeah. Like I love that whole symbolism of like. I feel like there's a lot. Like it's trying to tell you like in some way that like, even the people that have all the knowledge, even if something that has all the knowledge in the world is like. De- like dense in a certain way so like <laughs> my dad tells this story i feel it perfectly encompasses this it's someone we know i'll tell you the name afterwards because i don't want to give it out on here okay but he was on the mail my dad was a rule carrier he was a postal worker and he worked the route of somebody uh who like they had a they had a son who had a really good gpa was probably like gonna be was probably like top of their class and uh there was one time where his parents went on uh his parents went on vacation and he was in charge of the house 
So my dad was still delivering a mail, and then as he was delivering mail, he saw that they he like the kid that was staying there was not picking up the mail. So he kept doing it, kept doing it. It was the mailbox was at a point where it was so full that he could not deliver anymore. So he called the house and this this kid picked up and he said, Look, either you pick up your mail, I'm not gonna deliver mail anymore. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. So then he comes back the next day, half the mail has been taken. <laughs> he only took half the mail. Okay. This is the person that had a very high GPA at the school that he was going to. Seems kind of pointless. Yeah, but that, I feel like that. Like, I feel like that story kind of perfectly encompasses. Like, you can have all the knowledge in the world; it doesn't mean you have sense. And I feel like that's what this movie kind of entails. That like, this system of the great before is built on all knowledge and no sense of like what the real world will entail, to where like. It takes that one being of 22 to be like, I'm not going to know what I'm in store for until you just fucking give it to me. Like, just let me sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I like, I love, I love that whole idea of it that like, and then like when she comes back and she has the past to go to earth, they kind of pat themselves on the back where it's like, oh, you taught her. That's right here at this thing. You taught her. And then we, now she's ready for the, for the world. Like she, she was always kind of brushed aside, brushed aside because they never really had a plan. Like she never really had a purpose for herself. And now that she's been to Earth and she knows what she wants out of life, they kind of take that as like, oh, well, we did this, sure, kind of thing. And I feel like that's what I don't know. It's like a weird. I don't know it. It's a weird movie because it both promotes and also kind of shows the uh, what's wrong with education in the same sense. Like a teacher that comes in and gives you just all the facts. That's not a good teacher. Like it's not it's not like it's not teaching you. It's just giving you here's here's what you should know. Now go do it. Whereas like Joe Gardner is a good teacher. Like he's one that listens and leads you through scenarios to where, like, that's when 22 knew what she wanted to do with her life. Even even if it's not a purpose, it's just that she knew that she could live life now. Like, I think this is a... Re- this movie is not really, like, a life movie. It's more of a teaching movie. Like, it's... Like, uh, like it just shows, like, what it is to be a good teacher, I think. Sure, yeah. From my perspective. Because I know... Uh, Molly always tells me stories that like the things that she always loves the getting out of teaching the most is just that face when like kids are experiencing something for the first time. And what I said before, like that face when like when Joe Gardner or or 22 is Joe Gardner is experiencing something for the first time. Like, I feel like this movie gave me more of a sense of like her feeling of pride when she's exposing a kid to something they've never really been exposed to. Yeah. As a teacher, I could see that. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, I mean, um, kind of, kind of off track as a teacher. My, my favorite thing is, is making those connections with the kids. Yeah. Um, but I get where she's coming from. It's the, the aha moment. The, the moment where the kid is like, Oh yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. Uh, but even as, as as if going on your path of a teaching movie, 
um, there's that connection that's made between Joe Gardner and 22. Yeah. Um, they don't have it in the beginning at all. Um, yeah. Joe's got his path he wants on. 22's got yeah. the path she wants to be on. Yeah. And they're totally opposite. But then when they get to Earth and they get their bodies and they experience what they experience, they somehow form that connection. But I don't, but I don't know. Like I think Joe enters... When he, Joe enters the great before, he doesn't enter it with the mindset of a teacher, though. When he becomes the cat and he has to kind of lead 22 to looking to... Like, he's forced to teach 22 because right. he doesn't want her to come off as weird to other people. Like, he almost has to teach her how to walk, too, because she's like, I don't, even, I never even walked before. Yeah, they have so that it's whole like, scene. So it's like, I don't know. Like It's like that whole idea of... Like being forced to teach someone and then getting the joys out of it at the same time. Yeah. Like even when Joe plays that gig and he's actually good and he's still like, I don't know, I just really didn't really get out of it what I thought I would. Like he's meant to be a teacher. Right. Like what he's at, what is in the beginning. Like even though it feels at the beginning when he's stressed out and frustrated and like the kids don't even really seem that into it. Like that one kid that like. That one kid that like plays like a like a solo that actually comes off as pretty good, and his face kind of lights up like how like twenty two's, like the same face of his lights up when it's twenty two and she eats pizza for the first time. Like, yeah, it's like even when you've experienced life for all of that it's worth as a forty year old man, there's still those moments where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yep, <laughs> totally, yeah, and that's what I like about it. Absolutely. Um. So did you cry? During this movie at all. Or tear up or swell up or anything. So I will say when I watch Inside Out, like there are moments in Inside Out where I will cry. Okay. Like when Bing Bong, when Bing Bong disappears in Inside Out. See, I don't think I've got that far. Oh, dude. I Watch need to. Inside Out. I need to. Watch Inside got... Out for next week. Okay, I'll report back. The scene with Bing Bong, you will cry. Okay, I definitely haven't got that far yet then. But there are moments in Inside Out where I cry. I didn't really have that with this, but I don't think... I had more of a connection with Inside Out than I did this. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, it's the whole putting out the items on the piano. And then he starts playing, like... The whole items from 22. Yeah. When he puts them on the piano. I didn't cry. Yeah. I came damn close, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was watching that, and I'm like, oh, this is touching. Oh, my God, this is touching. Didn't hit me, though, like I like because I, I had heard, like, oh, man. Uh, actually, Troy had already watched this. Yeah. Uh, Troy or Chelsea, one of them, had put up that they cried. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is the moment. This is the moment I'm going to cry. <laughs> I didn't, though. I yeah. didn't. I held it together like a real man, yeah. like George Mirasan would. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't cry, but I came close. Yeah. Came close. Yeah. that I, If I would have cried, it would have been at the end when he goes with 22 as far as he can to Earth. Oh, yes. That's pretty... That that. I feel like if they would have milked that anymore, I probably would have cried. That's a good moment. Yeah. But Totally. But even then, it's it's that whole mentor-mentee kind of thing where it's like, I've taken you this far, I'll take you as far as I can before I have to let you go kind of thing. Like, Molly will bring that up, brought that up too, like when she, uh, 
was like a like a para or like even like a preschool teacher. She's she like that last day. She always felt like it was I gave you everything I could. Now I have to let you go and and just trust the fact that someone else can take the reins from here kind of thing. Okay. That's yeah. why I, I kind of see this as a teaching movie. Just based on like the things Molly has told me through like her experience as a teacher, I feel like they really do a good job of uh, portraying that in a way where like as Molly will tell me the stories of it, like this kind of uh puts it out there in an in animated form where I'm like, I can see how that is appealing to people that will pursue that as a career. Totally. Yeah. Where you give everyone the tools they need and then it's just up to them to take them from there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yep. just like, I don't know, just like the feeling of pride you get from being like that, like, like that's a part of you too. Like the, you're teaching someone, you're giving a part of yourself to that person and now they're, using that as a tool to grow up into who they're going to become. Even if they don't even remember you as a teacher, the things that you gave them as a teacher, they're going to take with them in a, in some way. Right. Well, and like it, even it, it, think of our, you know, our uh, experiences, mm-hmm. you know, you can think back to those teachers that you had that you're yeah. like, even if they weren't like super impactful in your lives. Yeah. Just the fact that you remember them. Yeah. And like, oh, man, he made high school so much fun. Yeah. Like, that's the cool part. So I haven't had many of those experiences because I took such a long break from teaching. Yeah. But my one that sticks out in my head is I taught a student in 2010 and 2011. Yeah. That was in eighth grade at the time. And uh, probably in 2017, Yeah. I ran into this student in the local Walmart. Mm-hmm. And they were like shadowing me aisle to aisle and this student had changed their looks dramatically in those seven <laughs> years so i kind of thought like oh, it looks familiar but i don't know and finally the student came up to me and was like you're mr havens aren't you and i was like yeah he's like i'm quincy and i'm like oh my god you are quincy <laughs> he's like man you were my favorite teacher back in eighth grade man and like that was the moment that i was like I need to get back into teaching. Yeah. Like, I have to get back into teaching. Like, just the fact that you have someone that's seven years removed, at that point, three years removed from high school. Yeah. Like, they're in their sophomore, junior year of college. And they're still, you're still like... And they're still like, God, that eighth grade teacher was so awesome. Yeah. That that they saw for one hour a day. Mm -hmm. You know, like, to have such an impact on someone's life is like, man, that's pretty freaking cool, you know? Yeah. So that's how I approach teaching now. It's like I go into every day of just like, I'm just here to make connections. Yeah. Like the content is important. Yes. Yeah. It's important I teach these kids about how to use nouns properly. Yeah. Absolutely. So they can go on and do whatever they want in their lives. But it's also just as important to make connections with these kids that they want to come to school. Yeah. And they want to learn. And yeah. they want to keep going on with schooling and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Way off track. But that's what this podcast no. is all about, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we used to call off topic. That's right. Uh, but <laughs> no, like, I feel like it definitely, um, it, it erases that uh, idea of, like, those who can't do it, teach, teach it kind of thing. Yeah. Where, like, you, you are taking, like, a Joe Gardner who could very well 
be a uh, part of a jazz band and be successful. But like he's getting way more fulfillment out of just teaching or not even like teaching. Like I love that scene where it's 22 as Joe and she's talking to the trombone player who's thinking of quitting and she's literally doing everything possible to get her to quit just so that she'll leave her alone. But just the fact that she took a step back and just let her to figure it out for herself. Like even that's teaching in a way too. Yeah. Like that's what I love. Like I love that scene so much. Like I always imagine teaching as like, just you always have to make sure that the kid stays on the path on the path that you've set for them. But in that scene, it's just like no, let them go off the path a little bit, and then see what it's like outside of that, and then they'll find their way back. Yeah, you gotta like, let them was, walk on their own. Yeah, like like still there, still be there to guide them, but in the same sense. Like yeah, let them let them wander off every once in a while, and then but if it's meant to be, they'll wander back and be like, you know what? Yeah, I do still want to keep doing this. Yep. Like even the the story like at the barber shop, the when the guy cutting his hair is like, I was gonna be a veterinarian, and then a bunch of things happened where I ended up being a barber, and I've never been happier. Yeah. Like it's shit like that. Like it's. I love that scene. Yeah. Like you can't really you can't expect people to be on like their. Like, the path you set for yourself, well, it's not always going to work out for everybody. Right. But to make it work for yourself, I mean, that's, that's in and of itself, that's living a pretty sweet-ass life. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, God. Yeah, like, the more I talk about this movie, I like it a lot. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's so good. Do <sighs> you want to read Troy's? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, read a, I'll read Troy's review for uh, Soul. Yeah, it's he, just he sent to us. I liked it from the beginning, and even even like you said, the more talking about it, it even pulls me in even more. Yeah, it, it makes it, me want to rewatch it again. Yeah, I know, I kind of want to rewatch it again. It's 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 good shit. It is good shit. God damn it, Troy's just saying all this random shit. I gotta go through. <laughs> it. Okay, so Soul. Here's what here's Troy's review. Okay, uh, Macy wants to watch this movie every day since it came out. Which we brought up. I can relate to that. My kids have as well. <laughs> uh, the existential ideas that Pixar can visualize are amazing. I love the great before and all the two-dimensional single-line Jerry's and Terry's. Hmm. Which we brought this up before. And I brought up that I love that the fact they're two-dimensional where it's it's an all-knowledgeable being, but they're two dimensions. They're not right. fully, fully uh, realized. Uh, the emotional beats in this are right on par with other Pixar flicks. Also agree. Yep. Uh, like I said, it. I went into this feeling like it's going to be very inside out, and I feel like they come pretty close to that. Uh, the ending to this at. F- the ending to this at first I wasn't into because it felt too open ended, especially when Joe spends the whole movie finding a reason for Twenty Two to live, to live for. But the more I watch this movie, I like that Joe was just learning to appreciate the world around him because all his life he's had these horse blinders on and not seeing the forest for the trees. Plus, he eats a slice of pecan pie, which probably wasn't as good as my winning 2020 Thanksgiving Bake Off Championship bourbon pecan pie. Oh, shut the fuck up. Troy already fucking putting himself over no in his shit. review. And his written for review. For the fucking... But, yeah, no, I... 
uh, I feel like we talked with a, bit, a little bit about this, but yeah. So like the, the ending is a little open-ended. I feel like it's almost kind of a foregone conclusion that Joe's going to live on to be a teacher. Yeah. That's what I took it as too. Yeah. Like he even played the gig, realized like it was awesome. It just wasn't for him. And coming off of uh, leading on twenty two, I feel like oh yeah, he's gonna go. He's gonna go back and he's gonna take that full time job with the middle school. Yep. And uh, but yeah, but even then, yeah, it's uh, like what Troy's saying that he had horse blinders on. I feel like a lot of people live their lives that way, where it's like I have to, I have to meet these goals to be a success in life, and it's like. Success isn't really necessarily a contest. It's just life. It's just fucking live it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like everybody's got the, I have to get the car. I have to get the house. I have to get the wife. I have to get the life. I have to get the family. I have yeah. to get, like, these, like, milestones when it's really just, like, eh, whatever you're okay doing with, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, is it, you're, I don't think, unless... I don't think you're necessarily a failure in life unless you just accept that you're a failure in life. Right. Yep. That thing, that's like the major thing to take out of this. Uh, for a movie about music, there's not a lot of it. There's not a lot in it. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I feel the whole fucking movie is music. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's, you know, the background music, the undertone yeah. music. Like I, I don't think, I don't think music is in the foreground, like a lot, but I think, they use music as a way to set up the background and the that like also like the setting in general. That also makes me want to go back and watch it again to yeah. see what he's talking about. There, so I though. think Troy's full of shit. Yeah, he's a piece um, of shit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, originally, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Originally, this film's lead was a white man obsessed with animation. It then turned into rock music, then jazz. When that decision was made, it was a no-brainer to switch it up. To make Joe African American, making this character the first black lead protagonist in a Pixar movie. I think we did bring this up. I did hear that like there was other ideas of making Joe something that wasn't a jazz singer, and then when it became apparent that it was going to be someone in jazz, that they turned it to a black person. But yeah, but even then, even if it's unintentional. I love that they still did it. That yeah. they they and not even that, but then making it so that this African American character is like showing like a slice of his life too. Like they're not just being like, here's a black guy that loves jazz. Now he's in the after afterlife. But he's black, so it's cool. <laughs> right. Like you're still knowing you're still getting the gen the genuine feel of an African American's life in New York. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the moment where Joe sits at his piano and realizes the beauty of the world around him through the eyes of 22 is beautiful. And when he sheds a tear, I about do as well. Ah, that was the point where it got me almost. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you and Troy are both pussies. Yeah, we're uh, giant pussies. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, this is the most grown up movie Pixar has done, I feel. Um, I'll comment on that in my review, but. It is definitely very. It's definitely a very grown-up movie. Oh yeah, for my opinion, for sure. Um, I think the more I see this, the more I like it. But now I'm giving it a B plus. Okay. So All it right. gives it a B plus. 
Um, so there you go. Yeah, that's that's Troy's full review of Soul. Uh, I guess I'll do my review since you did your review okay. first. For, Fair enough. Um, where Troy said that he felt this is the most grown-up movie that they did. I do agree it's very grown-up, but I don't know, man. Inside Out just hit me in a way where I don't think they hit the marks that Inside Out did for me with Pixar. I I do really like the measures they go to in this and how they set up uh just like what it is to 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 live life in general. And I think there's a lot of we like a lot of existential questions that are just like no kids movie would go this deep. But Pixar's like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll do it and we'll still make it like we'll still make it a movie that kids are kids will love. I, I, that's what I love about Pixar so much is that they'll they'll go to these lengths like totally, totally, uh, like confident in their material that it's going to, it's it's going to draw the crowd that they are still marketing to, but still make it so that kids are super into it, and. I don't know. For me, it it does it in spades, but for for some reason, Inside Out, every time I think back to Inside Out, every measure of that movie I can connect to in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if it's just because I've never really... I haven't found something as... Like, that passion that I feel like I've had horse blinders towards, like Joe does, to where, like, I felt like I needed to let go to really appreciate life. Where I, I feel like I've just always been kind of like... Like, I've, I think I've been like a lot like the hippie in this. Where I'm like, fuck it, man. Live life. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have. Yeah. But, uh... So, like, I've never really felt like I had to, like... Lead myself to just appreciating the small things. So I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just gonna do what I, whatever. So, maybe that's why I don't have as much a connection to this as I do with Inside Out. But, but it's still a really fucking good movie. And I really do appreciate its message and like what it tries to say just about life in general. Like I wish more movies would kind of be like a dude, fuck it kind of <laughs> like a, like a fuck it kind of message like that they do in this. So yeah. So I'll, I'll probably give it what Troy's giving it now. I'll probably give it, you know what? I'll go a little higher. I'll go and give it an A minus. I really dug <clears> it quite a bit and it's probably one of the strongest movies that was made this year. I really, 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 really like it. Okay. Um, so I went in not knowing what to expect. I had heard about this movie. Uh, I did not read anything on it. I really did not see any previews, did not watch any trailers, nothing. Yeah. Um, so I went in completely blind to this movie. Um, it first was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to like this that much. But once they hit, like, ten minutes in, they hit the great beyond and the great before... I was hooked in. Um, the messages in this are awesome. I love how Pixar is so good at catering to kids, but yeah. creating the messages for adults. Yeah. Um, but like messages that kids can get as well. But like if you really dig deep, like we have here today, yeah, uh, <laughs> you can get the adult message as well. Um, I liked the whole. Um, 
the funny aspect of it as well. There's a lot of good humor in this movie. Uh, my kids want to watch it several times over, and I'm not sick of it yet. Um, I'm going to go... I really like this. I'm going to go a solid A. Oh, wow. Yeah. Solid A in it. This was really good. Um, and I could see myself watching this several times and not being sick of it. And it was like an hour and a half. Um, yeah. Not terribly long. Good time. Good enough to watch and be done in a short amount of time. So, solid A. Hell yeah, man. Soul. Keeping up those good reviews, even through the eyes of us. Jaded. Review reviews. Yeah, we're <laughs> watching so many goddamn movies. So there you go. Soul, the end of our big block of blockbusters from Christmas. Uh, next week on Thursday, not doing Princess Bride. We're doing our top 10 of 2020. We're going to go through all the movies we loved from 2020 and our top 10 lists. I'll talk to Troy, see if we can set up a Discord, try and get people involved live so they can tell us how full of shit we are for all the movies we like. Super. And uh, for our next Monday show, I'm gonna I'm going off the fly here. Did not tell talk to Troy about this oh, at all. Oh shit! But we buckle up, baby. We are doing uh, Turn Random Movies Month for January, so I'm thinking we introduce a new segment where we do a review re-review where Cole, oh. you will watch. A movie we've already reviewed. This being a movie from the review review term random movies. One through eight, because you did do nine, because we watched Brewster's Millions. Oh God, yes we did. So, I will give you the list. You will pick which one you want to review. Ooh, me right and now? Troy, me and Troy, we can, e- we can either draw from... Our memory of seeing it, or we can go back and rewatch it. Okay. I'll leave it up to either of us, but you have to watch it. Okay. This could be a movie you've seen that you want to rewatch and talk about, or it could be a movie you've never seen that you're interested in. All right, shoot me the list here, buddy. So I will shoot you the list of the review review turn random movies that we already have. I am interested. In the books. So far, the winners of the turn random movies have been UHF, Tombstone, Falling Down, Jerry Maguire, Platoon, Misery, Mortal Kombat, and The Happening. Hmm. So for the next four Monday shows, you will pick four of these movies. Oh, okay. And you will review it, and Troy and myself can take the option whether we want to re-review it with you but it'll mostly be on your <laughs> shoulders about what you think about it. Okay. Do I have to pick my first one right now? Yeah. The Platoon. First one for- Platoon? Platoon. All right. So we're doing a re-review of Platoon <laughs> for it. our next Monday show. Troy, I know this, I'm putting this on you. You can go back and rewatch it if you want. I'll go back and rewatch it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and we will see if Cole... Have you seen Platoon before? Never. Really? In fact, every single one of those movies you listed, I've never seen except Mortal Kombat. Wow. And I still may choose Mortal Kombat at some point. All right. Well, <laughs> we will see. So we are doing re-reviews for our Turn Random Movies Month, which are which will be past Turn Random <laughs> Movies winners. Cole has picked Platoon, our Turn Random Movies 5 winner... <laughs> 
Yeah, buddy. So we will see what Cole thinks and what I maybe what I think going back and rewatching it, and maybe what Troy thinks if he goes decides to go back and rewatch it. And what do the money. listeners think? Exactly. So if people want to talk to you about what they think about Platoon, where can they reach you? Oh, hit me up at Coach Havens on Twitter. I got that right this time. <laughs> All right. Well, they can always find me at Bucky for one on Twitter. Also, uh, we will have we also have the review review at review review pod on Twitter. Also, review 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 pod at gmail.com. Send us all of your uh, top five cocktails. Mm. Send us your ideas for what you what your favorite movies of 2020 were. Tell us what your favorite uh, review Terminator movies winners were. Yeah, drink it all in. Drink it all in. Get, send us, just send us movies you like in general. We don't give a shit. Spread it on. Tell us what you did today. Email all that shit to us. Yeah. And then you can always find our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a podcast. Just type in review, review podcast, review R-E-V-I-E-W, review R-E-V-U-E podcast. Look that up. You'll find it. It's there. There you have it. There you have it. We did it. We did it. We made it without Troy, maybe. People might hate these episodes. We'll find out. Ramundo's already Snapchatting me and telling me that our first one was awful. Yeah, well, we'll okay. That's <laughs> all that's awesome. So uh, hopefully Troy is is over his gallbladderness next week and we can come back with a better show next week. But until then, I am JT3K. I am Coach Havens. And we are out.